0: This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi,
1: everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch. A March bonus episode? (laughs) That's right. March bonus episode number
2: one. March Madness, baby. Here we are.
1: It's March Madness. I'm feeling the March Madness. Is that happening this year? No.
0: Yeah, I think it is.
2: Still basketball?
0: It's happening on the TSDW Instagram. Oh, oh uh, yeah, you better believe uh, it.
2: It's happening where it matters, Emily.
0: <laughs> you're right, you're as, right, you're right. As our listeners know, we are huge, huge sports fans. <laughs> All we talk about is sports most of the time. Most of the we time. We found a way to combine that with horror movies, our second love right after sports.
2: Yeah. Have we ever talked about sports once on the podcast, actually? Has it, like, ever come up? I'm sure, like, once or twice. Probably once or twice, yeah, <laughs> but,
1: but pretty, pretty rarely.
2: As I like to call them, Sprots. I think that's a better <laughs>
0: name. Okay. Uh, who are we, should we say?
1: Oh, I guess, sure. sure. I'm, yeah, I'm Emily.
0: I'm Henley. I'm Sammy. I mostly just want to say that. Again, Tony couldn't make it. Mm. <laughs> oh, great.
1: We have, yes, exactly, yeah.
0: And she sends her love. As always. To her inner circle.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: And this bonus episode, March bonus episode number one, we are going to be talking about Cursed Films, um, which is written, directed, and edited by Jay Cheel and available on www.shudder.com. Shudder.com! I think because we were talking about uh, Demons last month and... Uh, the Omen curses. We decided we we love when there's some curse trivia, so why not watch this documentary series that is all about cursed movies? Yeah,
2: and it was fascinating. Um, I will say that Sammy, you had texted us to avoid watching the final episode, um, in this series because it was extremely distressing, and I did not watch it. So I'm excited to hear you. Not.
1: I also did not.
2: Yeah, so that will be a surprise to hear. I don't know oh, what that God. could be.
1: But I will say, even watching the first four, so it's five episodes, 30 minutes apiece, easy breezy. Again, maybe don't watch the fifth, we'll find out. But as they progressed, uh, like, the fourth episode made me pretty sad. The fourth, yeah.
0: fourth episode did also make me cry.
1: And the overall thing, I mean, we're going to talk about it, and are is real, and are these films cursed, and, and we'll get to some stuff that was honestly truly very funny, and that, I, that made me laugh, and was quite lighthearted. But... Ultimately, I was like, no, we should never say that that's true because it diminishes the tragedy of the like actual loss of life that has it been happening and, and that happens on sets sometimes. And, right. And like to just lump it all in is like, ooh, is it a curse? It's like, well, people died and that sucks to um, just trivialize.
2: Yeah, we'll talk about this in more detail, but um, it also seems to provide just like fodder for tabloids and then... Um, As a result of that kind of destroys people's lives who are connected to the tragedy or the curse in any way and like makes uh, their life worse afterwards because people then think that they're actually cursed for a variety of reasons. And it makes them very sad, like in a lot of these interviews, the people who are being interviewed are clearly very sad and traumatized. Because they've
1: experienced, yeah, they've experienced trauma and some of these cases, like really extreme trauma. And then it's like, do you believe in the curse? (laughs) Like, I believe that this has been terrible. Right. That being said, let's talk about curse films. (laughs)
0: Let's talk about it um it so it goes episode by episode is a different movie and it starts with the exorcist and i will say in each of these episodes it kind of blows through all of the things that happened that are like rumored to be curses pretty quickly Mm -hmm. and then kind of moves on to more interviews with the people about like how they felt about that and then they bring in other ex- experts. experts. <laughs> oh, man.
1: Oh, man. And I think uh, the experts in the first... Is it the first two? Oh, yeah. It's the first two episodes uh-huh. are yep. the best we're going to get. And my, and I'll, <laughs> I'll just go ahead and say, I was just listening to Game of Roses, so I'm very um, in on their, like, uh, Creature of the Week. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Jorge yes. Moreno, Bystander of the Week. We, oh, we've got some strong contenders in this first one. And my... I guess interviewee of of the week uh, is in mm-hmm. this first Exorcist episode. Oh, I texted you guys about it. Boy, do I love him?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of great people interviewed. So it, it like blows through the the exorcist, I guess the the set caught fire early on, and all of the set was burned down, except for Reagan's room, which was mysteriously untouched. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought in a priest to bless the set. Quite a few people died kind of tangentially.
1: Adjacent. Yeah.
0: During filming. People that were like kind of tangentially like related to crew members would die. They listed a few few people that died. Um we've talked about before, obviously, the Linda Blair injury when the thing that she strapped into that Absolutely is supposed to horrifying. kind of flip her, like flick her back and forth malfunctioned and fractured her spine and like it makes me mad to even consider it part of a curse. Like I know. This is- I was going to say,
1: a lot of the things about these are like, the curses... Is- this is
0: actors' rights issues.
1: Yeah, a lot of these, like, it- was it a curse? Is, like, human error and negligence or capitalist greed that has, like, cut corn? Like, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, The I mean, I guess the curse is capitalism. It always is. Um, it's mm-hmm. just, like, people... Cutting corners are, like, fucking up or not paying attention, and then people get hurt because that's literally how people get hurt.
2: Right. And it's really hard to watch. They keep showing these clips. Ooh, that
1: Linda Blair one. Ugh. In
2: the documentaries we were watching of, of Linda Blair and the, the, the contraption on the bed, and it's every time I'm like, God damn it, I don't want to fucking watch this again. Jesus. It's like a
1: child screaming in pain. Yeah. Oh,
0: well, it shows it shows after cut, and it shows, like them running to her and her just sobbing which i had never seen before and was very awful upsetting to see um obviously ellen burstein we had talked about that before that yeah the slap she wasn't giving the reaction that they wanted and so they decided to pull this harness that's supposed to fling her across the room they pulled it like way harder than the first take and broke her back too i think right or something or
1: she like slammed her head she got injured somehow and they sh- that's like that's the clip that made it in the movie too ay 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 you know what the other problem is Men. William, yeah. william friedkin yeah it's it's a man being like i want more just hurt her who cares
0: right yeah it i mean i did find myself in all, pretty much all of these getting really f- angry at the directors yeah because they're i mean uh, and a lot of these talk about how obviously on set it's a it's a group effort there's a lot of people involved and kind of coordinating between different departments is hard and it does it is yeah it's a lot It's not always, like, one person's fault when something happens, but the director is in charge of all of these things. And when people on set are saying, like, William Friedkin just, like, kept trying to up the ante and was like, ah, like, sounds like he was just, like, a personality type that's, like, taking these big risks with other people's safety
1: for the sake of the movie and of the art. And we love him for that. What a genius.
2: And I think it made people miserable. One of the people they interviewed was a woman named Eileen Dietz, who I'd never heard of before, but I guess she plays a double to Linda Blair in a bunch of the scenes because they didn't want to have that's right. An 11 year old like masturbating or whatever. Um,
0: so I think she must be the woman that like chain smoked cigarettes and did her voice right when she's possessed yeah, by maybe Pazuzu? i think so i think so so
2: eileen deeds got to do all those fun scenes but when one of her lines when she's being interviewed is she was like it was horrible all of us were like who do you have to fuck to get off this movie
0: like she was like, <laughs> that's <laughs> right
2: <laughs> it was not fun for anyone cod yeah. you but
0: hate to hear it
1: you hate to hear it i mean uh, so i don't know we can't go into like We've also talked about a lot of these, like, accidents that have happened when we covered a lot of these movies. Mm-hmm. But the thing that became very obvious to me that they did touch on in, in starting with this one is, like, it's really good publicity for a movie like this mm-hmm. when there is a mythology about it being cursed or evil. Because that's the same people who are going to want to see a scary movie. They want to up the ante. And, like, mm-hmm. so it, a lot of this was was manipulated, these stories, and, like, tied together. To make people want to see the movie. And like, yeah, it did have really detrimental effects in Linda Blair's life. She was a kid and people like thought she was the devil and she stopped acting. Um, the fucking back fracture might have something to do with that too. I, I thought it was really funny they mentioned that Billy Graham, fucking Billy Graham, said that the devil was in the like film, the literal like film squares of The Exorcist. So every time sub theater played it, The devil was like there, which honestly, I'm like Billy, you just fucking sold that movie Mm -hmm. harder than like Mm -hmm. you idiot. Like that's like that's not gonna it's gonna keep your people away. They weren't seeing The Exorcist anyway, man. Like Mm -hmm. that's the hardest promo you could fucking give. I bet the studio was like, yes. Did you see what Billy Graham said? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then they do in this episode give us. Is this time for me to talk about my bystander week? Oh yeah. Um. An interview with a real life exorcist, his name is Vincent Bauhaus uh I don't know where he's from. He has an accent that I couldn't quite place. So not very good at that. He's an interesting man he <laughs> oh, he was really making me laugh, okay, so I also think he's like kind of bad. I mean, I think he believes it, maybe, but it's also- he's like taking people's money um right, yeah, which is not great, like vulnerable people taking their money um. What, but he does introduce a guy, he gives us three examples of people he's going to, we're going to see him exercise. One is a woman who, I don't know, feels cursed. Uh, one is a guy who's had, like, trauma since his dad left, which is, like, so sad. And then the third, he says, he played with a Ouija board every day for four years.
0: <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait, what is happening?
1: <laughs> and... He exercises all of them, and it's nasty. They all, like, vomit and convulse and, like, and then this doctor, a scientist or whoever, I don't remember who they interviewed, talks about this theory that I wish I'd written down the name of it of, like... Basically, like, the more images and information you're given on how something goes, the more likely you are to, like, literally recreate that one and if it happens to you. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, the fact that people act this way when exorcisms happen has so much more to do with the fact that their brains are being like, oh, you know how this goes. Right. Rather than it's like, so it's like, the way they act isn't proof that an exorcism is real. The fact that they've seen an exorcism is what makes them act exorcist. Right. Like, it's just it's right. fascinating. Mimic- mimicking. Without even like consciously realizing it, I think. Right. It's just like your body, you want to believe it. And you go into this like, this is how it goes. And you just start like, I mean, like this woman literally vomited. Like,
0: Yeah, man. And it showed the vomit. Oh, too it close. really
1: did. Too
0: close for me. <laughs>
1: it was nasty, but fascinating.
0: Yeah, I I was
2: deeply uncomfortable during this segment. Because, Very much so, yeah. Because, yeah, I, I also felt like Vincent Bauhaus was a uh, grifter, probably. I don't know. I didn't trust him personally. Um, But just all these people were clearly very vulnerable. And he was almost like taking advantage of their vulnerability. However, you know, if it does help them, if afterwards they do feel better and they do feel like they've had some kind of release and like maybe gone through like something, you know, who am I to say it's not not worth everyone's time?
1: Hey, man, I saw a past lives medium. I do terror, like I, you know, we all decide what works for us. But uh, this, right. the last guy, the Ouija board, no, the family trauma guy was like, I, you know, I don't have an apartment. My money comes in, my money comes out. And he's like just tossing down bills to this fucking exorcist.
0: <laughs> I also,
1: a thing, a problem I've had with exorcisms and demons. We've talked about this in past episodes. It's like. What, Jesus is the only religious truth? That's what exorcisms decide is like, what you need is Jesus. And it's like, well, boy, it's just so Eurocentric. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I don't love it.
0: He also says exorcisms prove that there is evil. These exorcisms prove that there is evil. Evil proves that there is the devil. And the devil proves that there is God. And he says it so confidently. And I was like, oh, wow. okay. that's pretty easy. (laughs) That's pretty easy. That's kinda how that one ends, right? I feel That's like That's
1: pretty much it. Yeah, we get we get those exorcisms and we're sort of like, all right, on to the omen.
0: To hear the rest of this episode where we talk about the omen, poltergeist, the crow, and twilight zone the movie, head on over to Patreon.com slash TSDW podcast and join us in Tony Fucking Colette's Inner Circle. Or we will see you here on Wednesday for your regularly scheduled programming where we will be recapping misery. We love you and we will talk to you soon. Goodbye.